0: T-Mobile is Philly's fastest 4G LTE network, but we're not stopping there. Now we've taken our network to the next level, covering more ground in Philadelphia than ever before. We're not just talking Center City, either. You're covering Montgomery, Fox, Chester, Cherry Hill, and where you call home. In fact, T-Mobile now covers 98% of Philly residents. That's coverage that goes toe-to-toe with Verizon and speed that leaves them in the dust. Plus, hook up your family with four lines with up to 10 gigs of 4G LTE data per line. And it's just 30 bucks a month for each line. So why wait? Switch your family to T-Mobile, the uncarrier. We're changing the game in Philly. Limited
1: time offer subject to change. Qualifying postpaid simple choice service required. Taxes and fees additional. Fastest LTE network based on download speed. Coverage added over the past 12 months. See T-Mobile store for details. Love Hope, Radio. Ladies and
0: gentlemen, good afternoon. The Nepalese meditation bowl is chiming, and that means it is time for the art of the CEO. The show for people who enjoy the challenge of business and who want to do it a little better. I am your host, Bart Jackson, the Hieronymus Bosch of business. And whether you are a struggling cold caller with some major brokerage house like Arnold or a cultured lady launching her tea ceremony instruction company, like Chow Yu. We're here to bring you the sage counsel of business masters to help both your career and your business. Today's episode is entitled, Keeping the CEO Vision Alive and Current. Yesterday, we're going to go beyond the mere communication networks, and we're going to wrestle with that problem of inspiration How does a CEO and how do the major leaders of a company take their visions and their goals to each member of the staff and um, also carry them out to the clients and all the people with whom they do business? And how do they get the employees to make this part of their workday life sort of the driving force behind their labors? And the very good news is that today we have the giant helping hand on this problem in the form of Mr. James Da Silva. James is a veteran business journalist who leads and inspires his own team. He is currently manager of the Smart Blog on Leadership and edits the Smart Brief on Leadership newsletter. He embraces not only a vast array of solutions and good practices which flow across his desk daily, but he boasts a great deal of uh, very real, in-the-trenches leadership experiences in his own right. So before we... Uh, show you how a company really should be run and inspired, however, let me take a few moments to supply you out there with a few utensils for the Feast of Wisdom we're about to have. First, as I always do, allow me to remind each of you individuals hearing my voice that the good Lord has gifted you with the title and privileges of Chief Executive Officer of yourself. That is the most important position you will ever hold in your career, And will this be the day that you ride into the new work season Filled with the recreations of summer and the recreations of summer Or will you merely bemoan the lost times And return to the same old grind with the same old attitudes The choice is truly yours Secondly, it is time to dip into a little laughter And take a scriptural reading from the 101 Best Business script book So let me grab hold here Go to the pages. Okay, here we are, here we are. This is 65. I like this one. I have always believed in hiring the very best people, letting them perform their own way, and then taking credit for all the results. As an afterthought, uh, the, this idea, espoused by notedly hands off director Woody Allen, is one that reminds us of how much uh, displaying just a little belief in a person's talents will win them to our side and bring the best out of them. Thirdly, our third utensil, per, uh, we should perhaps call this utensil the veracity knife, we will give you the answers to last week's business quotation. Today, before we leave the air, we will broadcast another quotation, and we invite you to email us the name of the author, as you believe him or her to be. Just simply write that name and send it along to info at that's INFO at B A R T S B O O K S dot com. If you are right, we will announce your name in the air and send you a small gift. The author of last week's quote, the individual who said, You know you're in a recession when your neighbor loses his job, and you know it's a depression when you lose yours. That individual is none other than the US president of the ancient nineteen eighties, Ronald Reagan. So now, let us dig into today's feast and call upon the expertise of leadership guru, Mr. James De Silva. James, how are you doing today?
1: Hi, Bart. I'm doing well. Thanks for having me on.
0: Oh, good, good. hope you had a good Labor Day vacation. Uh, we, I, I want to make sure I get this right. You manage the smart blog on leadership and all the staff and everything that that entails, and you edit also... The Smart Brief on Leadership. And now I have seen both of these, and I just want, for my own part, I'd like to, to mention that if you are one of those few leaders who actually does want to improve and is willing to do something about it, I recommend both of these heartily. But could you describe each of them for us?
1: Sure. And and thank you for the kind words. Um, Smart Brief has more than 200 newsletters across many industries, and they're mostly vertical, you know, uh, various businesses, nonprofits, uh, also education. Um, And the leadership newsletter is really intended uh, as a broad stroke across all those industries, really for any leader or aspiring leader um, who wants to – who is concerned about the universal challenge facing all those people, which is the challenge of leading people and organizations to success. So the, the leadership newsletter, for anyone who hasn't seen it, is aggregated content. Uh, there's a lot of stuff published on leadership and strategy and innovation every day. And we aggregate the best of that, distill it into right. a couple sentences, and then link out. Um, and so, you know, that that I do each day, and then the smart blog on leadership is our so let me place get this for, you distill oh, I'm sorry. everything.
0: Go ahead. You distill the best of all the leadership uh, techniques and disciplines and so forth, and they funnel through your very agile brain and they come out uh, as that beautiful thing that we see published
1: that is the goal yes and 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 <laughs> I have a writer uh who 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 helps with that and he's a very integral part of this process and uh I mm-hmm. do a lot of reading, I talk with a lot of colleagues um I talk with a lot of leaders out in the field and find out what they're reading or what mm-hmm. they're writing. Um, uh-huh. and, and so, yeah, so that's, that's the goal every day. Um, our, our CEO uh, has talked about uh, SmartBrief, Brief, uh, the uh, Smart Brief slogan at times being, we read everything, you get what matters. And I still right. stand right. by that as a, as a pretty good uh, description of what we do.
0: Wow, that's that's uh, it's a marvelous tool, and because we are all assaulted by far, far too much, sadly, and it is you really do a great job of distillation, and you still, at the same point, allow me to choose certain things. I'm not being fed a uh, some sort of smart brief company line. Um, you also used to work for a daily newspaper back uh when you were foolish, all of us who have worked for daily newspapers must be. Could you give I I've, just for the fun of it, could you give me or give our, our listeners out here one incident that describes the pressure of working to get out one cotton pick issue every day? You got you got a story?
1: Sure, absolutely. So I was in uh, rural New York, and uh, there were interesting stories, uh, interesting elections, and whatnot. But a lot of days the news was fairly slow. But you still had to right. find stuff to put out, and still had to find stuff yeah. that got on the front page that people wanted to read. Uh, yeah. And so there was one one evening that sort of uh, it was, it sort of exemplified the surprises you could get. A reporter of ours calls and says, I've got a story. A very old woman, about 100 years old, she's died. And we're like, okay, that's sad, but 100 year old, okay. Turns out this 100 year old woman was found in a freezer chest inside her home, and she's been dead for more than a year.
0: Uh. And
1: (laughs) as it turned out, her son didn't want (laughs) to. Yes, yes. So right away, that became a front page story. Uh, it turned out her son had didn't want to lose her social security payments, so instead of reporting her death, he just put her away, never told anybody, kept cashing the checks.
0: <laughs> oh my gosh! There's there's a, a red cheeks uh, embarrassment for the eye. But um, anyway, that's a great story, James. Uh, back back to the the main idea. We are really here to chat a bit about vision, and just in that light, uh, the, the vision is that is that stamp that you personally want to do, want to take your firm. What is your vision for your excellent smart blog, and what are you trying to do? Who are you trying to help?
1: Well, you know, um, we're really trying to help, uh, you know, as I mentioned, any, any any leader or aspiring leader. But obviously our audience right. is very much uh, corporate leadership. And so for mm-hmm, me, mm-hmm. both with the newsletter and with the blog, uh, the blog, uh, I do write sometimes for that. But we also have a lot of uh, outside contributors, uh, people who want the exposure, sure, sure. people who respect our brand, want to be part of it. Uh, with all of that, for me, a big part of leadership to me is really the art of human inter- interaction. Um, at any level, and that's what. If 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 there's one thing I'm trying to do is help people become better on a day-to-day basis uh, at be, you know more be, being smarter, more thoughtful, better at communicating, uh-huh. better at developing and sponsoring people, and all of that tying in, of course, to Business success at some point. Um, there's a lot of leadership publications that focus so much on big picture strategy, the celebrity CEOs, um, and and that's great. And we don't ignore that. But for me, before you can talk about thirty thousand foot vision, you need to take on the workplace scenarios that people are encountering every day, and going home from that saying, "Oh, I wish I could do that better." Um, so if there is a vision, it's to help people realize that leadership's not a finished product, and mm-hmm. that. The optimistic side of that is that it's not a daunting proposition, but the optimistic side is every day I have a chance to become better at interacting with people Mm. and leading them and developing them, and hopefully Smart Brief can help do that.
0: Wonderful. I'm think that i I'm glad you said that. My friend Paul Dorff, who runs Compensation Resources, uh, has a, a saying I love. He says that our best leaders – I'm sorry, our company's best asset goes home every night. And if we don't treat them well, they won't come back. And the better we treat them, the better they'll perform when they do come back. And I, I, I think that's exactly – I love your idea that, yes, you have another chance tomorrow. This is not something finite and static. So uh, I, I'm glad you noted that. And now a lot of the concepts that get formulated, you, you said a lot of the corporate uh, level, they, get, they, they, they form at the top of the company, and they, but they come in from several sources. So I, I just think, before we blither on too hard, we should define our terms here a minute. Now, Could you give us your, your, your differences of the terms, your definitions, for the CEO's vision as opposed to the corporate mission and as opposed to where company goals fit in to that picture.
1: Certainly, certainly. And, you know, I mean, I I think mine's not the only definition, um, but but this is sort of how it's easiest for me to break these out. The company goals, right. I think, are probably the easiest to understand. They're often the only things that employees know about the company. Then, you know, what right. are my goals right. to get my bonus or to not get fired, etc.? Yeah. Um, and those are, you know, financially-based, fiscal calendar-based, uh, metrics, tangible outcomes. Um, and, you know, so right. I think people are pretty familiar with, and short term, no more than a year ahead. Uh, right. Uh-huh. The, uh-huh. Company, the company mission, ideally, is goes beyond that um you know, what is our purpose uh what 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 are we in the marketplace and what are we aiming to be uh which market are we even trying to be in um and and uh something that 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 you can define goals out of fairly clearly but is but operates beyond just the just the the 3 month period that we're currently in um and the CEO vision i think kind of has two components one uh-huh. for the long, a long tenured CEO or somebody who uh, owns the company and has the seniority, right. uh, has, yeah. has the security. They want to really put their their stamp on the company. They want to reshape yeah. the company sometimes in their own image. But yeah. Yeah. a lot of CEOs Makes don't sense. have that benefit with a, uh, publicly sh- uh, traded companies. They don't really have the right. time necessarily. Yeah. So, if they do nothing else, to me the CEO vision should be helping both their own executives and the full uh full workforce understand how the short term goals the present day relate- and the mission which is not only the short term but the long term the future how those two things intersect and if they don't intersect, right. that's up to the c e o to that's when the c e o needs to get in uh, there and say okay, my vision's gonna say, bring look, those two into my, alignment
0: my vision friends you got we gotta turn this sucker around right I see what you're saying yeah. I'm glad, you, I'm glad you said that. It's, uh, it's good to, 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 make, to get those definitions. I remember when, when we were putting together one book, the, I read the vision of a particular coal company in the U.K. who said, our corporate mission is uh, to cre- create a company that will produce over 10 million tons of coal a year. You know, and that's, that's the sort of lofty thing that i i can really see the guy with a shovel in a mine down there loading 16 tons i i, I just don't see this is going to inspire or spark him but i i, I um i think that uh, so you're right the ceo has a vision uh, has has a, a duty to put those to, to see that intersection point and that's that's a good point um I know that that uh, so often, you know, team leaders and you, you talked about the establishments and, the, and now team leaders and department heads and CEOs, they come in fresh and new. They want to make their own mark on the team, and as you said, they should look for for the intersections. But before they begin shaking their fist and blithering and counting and uh, leading with words, how how do they go about? How would you go about crafting a, a vision message? I mean, to whom should I be speaking for advice and company history and so forth if I'm looking to do this?
1: Well, you know, the the first step, and uh, we, we've actually run blog posts on this, and I, I couldn't quite find it in time, but um, the first step for me is it's not to act. It's to listen and learn, um, particularly, right. I mean, even Good if you're idea. being promoted within a company, there's always something you don't know about the job you are doing now. And mm-hmm. so that means, you know, talking with current employees. In some situations, you may be lucky to talk to an exiting employee. You know, maybe the person you're replacing. Um, right. uh, and you know, study the organizational chart, study the history of the company, study the metrics of your company and your industry. You know, you 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 can't proclaim your own vision if you don't know what the existing condition, the existing vision, and its merits are. Um, and it's better for me, except in the rarest cases, a company in bankruptcy, say, uh, it's better to have a, a slight delay if it produces a vision that's informed and doesn't repeat the mistakes of the past because once you declare that vision you can't go back
0: I think that's very good ladies and gentlemen This I'm going to call this a quill pen moment that is I hope you'll take out your writing implement dip it in the inkwell and mark that down that it is time to listen visions are not are to be made good not Tuesday and that the goal for you is to absorb your company's every note so that whatever you're trying to do can be grounded in reality and thus have a greater resonance with all the people around you. So I thank you for, for putting that on and bringing that thought to us. Uh, quickly, uh, just tell us before we go off for a break, James, how can people uh, find the blog and find it, get the newsletter?
1: Okay. The, the Smart Brief on Leadership newsletter, uh, go to smartbrief.com, which is S-M-A-R-T-B-R-I-E-F.com, slash leadership, and that will bring you to the sign-up page, and you can take a look at a sample issue, etc. The blog Wonderful. is at smartblogs.com, uh, S-M-A-R-T-B-L-O-G-S.com, backslash leadership. And that, Ah. you'll see posts and all all sorts of, uh, an archive of hundreds and hundreds of posts uh, and a lot to learn, hopefully.
0: Wonderful, wonderful. Ladies and gentlemen, we have now come to the midpoint of our feast, and so I invite us all to take a brief sorbet and pause. It is time for me to introduce to you uh, the company by whose good graces we are here today. And that firm is Prometheus Publishing, creator of, among many other things, Bart's Books' Ultimate Business Guides. You may visit them at bartsbooks.com, B-A-R-T-S-B-O-O-K-S.com, and explore a wide wealth of very helpful business tools. Prometheus Publishing would like to invite all of those who are enjoying today's show out there to take a look at two particular books this week. Number one is called Hire on a Whim for Qualities that Make for Great Employees by Mr. Garrett Miller and he really guides business owners into discerning just what their company needs and how to match up the best possible folks who can take care of those requirements and he does an excellent job, I I recommend it and our other book, which uh, so many listeners have been visiting this week is the namesake book of this radio show it's called The Art of the CEO Um, the book it's, it's a book in which the best corporate leaders internationally reveal their personal attitudes, the disciplines, the techniques and strategies uh, that give us where we need to be moving as leaders and managers throughout the business realm. And the trouble is we, uh, these experts gave us so much material we had to launch this radio show to take on all their wisdom and the added wisdom of folks like James De Silva. So if you would like either book, please visit BartsBooks.com and browse the bookstore. And speaking of James, ladies and gentlemen, and those who are dozing at their desks right now, we are back with our very insightful Mr. James Da Silva. James, now, I, I... I think you're the right person to answer this. Supposing I have a very strong ability at crafting missions and statements without ever even considering any of the needs or advice of the people around me, uh, should I be considering a political career?
1: (laughs) Well, for folks who don't know, I live in Washington, D.C., so I am indeed the right person to answer this. You are an expert, Uh, (laughs) D.C. D.C. is a wonderful place to shout without caring about the needs or advice of others. And the best part is, from from five years of from five oh, years of living here, if you fail as a politician, you can work yep. in public transit, or you can simply stand around street corners and yell at people. And it'll be the same. There's always a plan B.
0: Right. Yes. And without any ma- major career change, as far as I can see. It uh, yeah I I I'd like I'm glad that you offered us those those two alternate uh, career shifts for for uh, and I I hope Congress is taking note uh, anyway once once you've got your direction set your vision is solidly fixed in your own mind obviously the next uh, step is to publish this that is get it out throughout the staff and of course vendors and suppliers and and uh, most vitally clients so do you have any Tips for a just a methodical process of getting this word out. I mean, some companies you can call call everybody in an assembly room and just yell it, but but I mean, but that's not true in most corporate sessions. Uh, any ideas for for just bringing the word to the, to the staff?
1: Well, you know, I I like to look at. At at what what people have done who have been in the position because I think you're right smaller companies it's a little a little easier you can do it firsthand um, right, uh, right there's there's the example of Tim Raybold uh, who who was CFO of the uh, of the company TicketLeap and then he became CEO and that's when he realized oh I have to craft this vision I have to get it out there um, and he talked about two things that were key one was context. Uh The company came up with these five publicized values, and I think here there was probably a little bit of a mix of vision and mission but either way right uh and the values right. there were specific were were specifically designed to relate to the employees they weren 't just uh, you know so, they weren 't so thin air uh type values they were designed to relate to employees hmm. to communicate what success would look like for them and how it might happen um i' ah, just you nice know. Touch. And you know, just the obvious sort of thing. I think that is can be forgotten about that. If if your employees understand how their work benefits the company and what they're working for, mm-hmm. they can pass on that benefit when they're trying, especially with clients. are trying to win over clients,
0: mm-hmm.
1: their sales pitch is that much more genuine, and also won't catch the company out. You know, promising things they can't deliver. The second right, right. thing, when
0: they know what they've oh, got to give, they they can they can boast it and set it forth without. Pulling things out of the air.
1: Exactly. Exactly. And the second thing was was repetition. He uh, he was quoted in this article I read as uh, having to say the same thing over and over again is a big part of being a CEO. Probably something right. he learned on the job. And oh, yeah. he went beyond that. He went beyond that just um, beyond just his conversations. He would write daily emails just to, you know, staff uh, about, you know, checking in on things, but he would always have something that tied back to one of those publicized values, something that would one sort thing. of remind them this is what we're working on and why.
0: Boy, I, I, that's that's a, a really good way. I, I, know, that, uh, I know a couple of, of CEOs uh, – the one the, uh, who head of Pepco Holdings, uh, Joe Rath, who said that, uh, who literally went to groups of 20 people for, for his 18,000 employees, and never, and literally just spent his time meeting one after another. But I like the idea of of, say, of taking your core values and bringing them back to bringing every incident, bringing real life situations back to those core values. Uh, we've had Howard Stokel, who, who wrote, who's written a book called uh, "How a Funny Name and Six Core Values Changed the Face of Convenience," and I think if you can give people that core, uh, they understand it. I um, it is, you, you've given us one person who's uh, conveying that that uh, their their message particularly well, and without mentioning any names. Uh, have you seen some examples that are very well intentioned, but but oops, uh, were were sort of the wrong thing to do? Got any got anything to, blunders to avoid, so to speak?
1: Well, you know, there's uh, listeners will probably recognize this. Uh, there there was a certain retail CEO in the past few years uh, who famously came into a company that was certainly in trouble, needed an overhaul, right. um, mm. and you know changes. Changes were definitely needed um and and not only in culture even but but especially in in the strategy of the business um, yeah, however yeah. sorry th- um, those 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 changes were really done without considering customers or considering employees uh, or considering the market, and that particular CEO was flying in from several states away every week and only spending part of his time at the headquarters yeah. And so, not only was there sort of a uh, a perceived disdain at the at the at the store level of this retail place, but there was a, uh, a a very physical disdain in the sense of the CEO refusing to relocate to the headquarters.
0: Yeah yeah that's uh I think that that's something there is uh the old idea of management by walking around. you have to have a physical presence there and um, I might add by the way, if you are dealing with corporations uh and partnering with corporations outside the outside your own country, this is why God made plane tickets, ladies and gentlemen, don't do business with people that you don't get out there and make the effort to reach um i Sorry, a little side soapbox, but it's part of what you're saying. <laughs> and uh, I think that, that this is, is one of the things is that uh, even Jack Welch, who was, you know, renowned for saying some of the nastiest things to uh, virtually anyone who could come within shouting distance, was it was all very personal because he was connected 100% with the company. And I, I, and if, if you are connected, they don't want to hear you. And, and, ju- and justifiably so. So I'm glad I'm glad you mentioned that, um, James. A, a corporate vision that's etched in stone is a lot like a pyramid. I think it's it's impressive, but it houses only the dead. Your company's going to change. It's going to expand. It's grow, or or maybe even pull in a torrent. Could you tell us how a leader might assess uh, his company in real time, and and how he might sort of want to change the the mission or goals, or do we or do we never change
1: them? Well, you know, I I I can, I can actually talk about this uh, somewhat of, about the level that I face, which is a manager within a department. And I think some of these uh, principles will apply to all levels. I like to talk with newer employees in my department. I like to talk to newer employees in other departments um, because they're coming in. They're excited, hopefully. If, otherwise, why did they come here? But they're hopefully excited. They view our world, our business without the bias of longevity. They haven't uh they have no idea that we maybe tried something and it didn't work for whatever reason and mm-hmm. so they're enthusiastic about it working for the right reasons. They've never heard, you know, they don't have this, oh, we've always done it that way, resistance. And so but they're also usually shy and reserved, understandably. Yeah, so if right. I can get mm-hmm. them to if I can encourage them to ask and you know with without any sort of consequence for them why do we do that, or why don't we do that? You know, uh, I'll learn about okay. my... Okay,
0: so you're, you're yeah. bringing people in, and, you're, and they're having the input, and that's what changes the vision, because it's changing from a grassroots measure, which I think is great. And, James, I hate to say this, but uh, we have come to the end of our time, and so oh, I did just fly. want to thank you. Very, very much. Yes, it does. It goes too cotton-picking fast. So I'm afraid we will say goodbye, but we will have you back on, I promise. So if you'll allow me, I will, uh, ladies and gentlemen, I would like to round out the show today, leaving you with today's business quotation. Who is the person who said, chase the vision, not the money? The money will end up following you anyway. And the hint, uh, this is a man who can't can sell almost anything and has. And remember, if you know the name of that author, just send it into to info at bartsbooks.com, and we will announce your name in the air and send you a small gift. And finally, as a parting shot, in the words of my wife's husband, I <clears> had <throat> the thought that to measure the true value of a man to his company cut in half his own estimated contribution and double the contribution estimated by those he supervises. (laughs) Ladies and gentlemen, as always, it has been a privilege, and I thank you. Good day.